This is The Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson. Hello and welcome to The Relish Podcast. I'm Kate Stevenson. And you might have noticed that Relish is now coming out fortnightly because... Well, life, it's hectic, isn't it? But that does mean I've got a couple of weeks to come up with some terrific people to chat to and some fun venues, drinks and events to share. This week on the show, I am quite biased, but one of this city's best suburban pizza joints is continuing their domination in the west of Melbourne from their beginnings in a Williamstown car park to taking on an iconic Yarraville building They've now opened a sleek new joint a little further north in Essendon. So I'll find out what locals can expect from Pizza Desporto from co-owner Anthony Aquaro. Also, forget lemon, lime and bitters. Drink options for those slowing down on the booze have well and truly evolved, which is why Melbourne festival stalwart Dan Sims has launched the Piccolo Drinks Festival. It's a celebration of some of the best low and no alcohol drinks on the market. I'll ask him who does it best. And is it possible to make great alcohol-free drinks? And, of course, we'll finish with a wrap of Eat, Drink, Do Melbourne, some of the best things to catch around town. All that is coming up on this, the Relish podcast, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel for Easy Music 3MP. At Easy Music 3MP, relax with us and all your favourite songs. songs you love from the 60s, 70s and 80s. Easy Music 3MP. Now full disclosure here because I'm a little bit biased. I have no financial interest but I am already obsessed with the gem that is Pizza Desporto. I first discovered what my local mate called Car Park Pizza in a Woolies car park in Williamstown North more than six years ago I reckon and I was a convert straight away. Uh, They then opened another venue in an iconic building in the Yarraville Village and were suitably overrun by hungry punders and now the people of Essendon are in the enviable position of being able to enjoy Pizza Desporto's fabulous pizzas. Co-owner Anthony Aquaro joins me now. Anthony, good morning. Good morning, Kate. How are you? Very well. Now, I'm not alone, am I? I think you guys have some pretty devoted customers, don't you? Uh, I would say so. I think we have almost a cult following at the (laughs) venues now. And he's not complaining. How did it all start in Williamstown? How did you guys end up there? Uh, Williamstown was a little bit of a brainchild of, uh, my mum and dad, obviously, um, just wanting to provide really good food at a really reasonable price to the local community. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that because I was going to say, you know, they didn't really take the easy road, did they? Because am I right in thinking even from sort of the very beginning, your ingredients, you made sure they were sort of DOP, DOC certified, didn't you? A hundred percent. And I think that is, um where we come from and and our whole ethos around food and and dad's especially is serve the quality we want to eat at home uh, and and serve the kind of things that our grandparents used to cook for us. Yeah, and um, even in terms of the stuff, I'm just guessing, Anthony, right, because I just go in, I pick up my pizza (laughs) or I take a seat and have a tumbler of wine and and eat some, but even in terms of the people behind the counter there, like it it feels like you you got a few Italians, don't you? Oh, yeah, most of the boys are uh, DOC certified as well. (laughs) Um, 
a lot of them are Italian and, and I guess they understand the ethos around the food a little bit better as well. Yeah, which is brilliant. Okay, so then, and we got a little bit scared when you did it, there was a move or at least an opening in, in Yarraville and, and I'd seen a lot of businesses come and go in that building where you are, Anthony. Did it feel like a risk for you guys? Yeah, look, I guess any new venue is always going to be a risk, but we are very confident in our food. Uh, and I guess like you alluded to earlier, Kate, we have some really loyal clientele and a loyal following that we're asking for a bigger venue to sit down. Um, I'm not sure when you were introduced to Car Park Pizza, I guess as you guys have affectionately coined it. When it first started, it really was takeaway only. Yeah, It, it was in a little car park in Williamstown, and I guess, I mean, harking back to the name, Das Porto means to take away. So um, when we first started, it was takeaway only and listening to the locals that said, you know, if you had a bar, we'd sit down and we'd have a drink. And if you had a table, we'd sit down and we'd have dinner. I guess our next logical step was to open a venue where they could do those things. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny, Anthony, you know, there are heaps of pizza joints around and there are some good pizza joints around every suburb in Melbourne. So you've got to do something special. And it feels like you guys have nailed, you know, the perfect local business that people really take to. Is there a secret? What do you guys think it is? I mean, first and foremost, thank you. We appreciate that. We, we love to hear that people enjoy our product. But I guess for us, the idea behind the venues is that they're built for the community. Um, they're built for the people that of the area that they're in. Um, we are just the custodians. All we do is is run them for the community. That's the way we like to think about it. And we offer the people something where they feel comfortable, somewhere that they can feel they can pop in, in their trackies and, and grab a takeaway pizza um, and feel like they're almost walking into, you know, your nonna's house or your auntie's house and, and it feels comfortable. Yeah, and you've nailed it. Now, Essendon, those lucky things, where is the, <laughs> where is the new place and, and what's the feel there? Because obviously already your two existing ones are, are kind of different to each other. What can you tell me yeah. about Essendon? Uh, so Essendon's on the corner of uh, Napier and Raleigh Street, um, just across the road from Windy Hill. Yeah, Essendon's a little different again. So um, it's a little bit more focus on some really nice cocktails and really nice drinks, but still serving the same great food, just in a different location now. Yeah, and I saw the pics. It does look a little sleek, Anthony, to be honest. What's been the reaction yeah. from locals? Yeah, the reaction from locals has been incredible. Um, people seem to like the food already. Um, there is quite an Italian population in the area, so yeah. we do already know a lot of the guests from our other venues. Um, people used to travel for the pizza, and now the response is that we don't have to travel as far. They're walking and having a few drinks. Anthony, I'm very excited for the people of Essendon. As long as you promise me you are sticking around in Williamstown, yeah? Uh, we're not going anywhere in Williamstown, Kate, between between the pizza shop and between the kiosk. Yes. We're here to serve the community. Yes, I got my coffee this morning. <laughs> Anthony Aquaro, co-owner of Pizza De Sporto, who have just opened a new restaurant at 72 Napier Street, Essendon. I honestly think you make some of the best pizza in this city. So we'll uh, send people to pizzadasporto.com.au to check out the menu and plan their visit. Congratulations and thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Kate. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Anthony. Stick around. There's plenty more to come on Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel for Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson. Well, it's February, which means one thing. More people than you expect have probably sworn off the booze for a month. But what might have meant a near 
overdose of lemon, lime and bitters a few years ago is no more as the low and no alcohol categories go bunter in supermarkets and bottle shops across the country. One man helping to bring the best of that bunch to the rest of us is Dan Sims. He's a wine commentator, educator and he's founder of the new Piccolo Drinks Festival. Dan, welcome. Thanks so much, Kate. Right. Great to be here. So, Piccolo, it's taking place this Saturday, the 11th of Feb, at the Timber Yard in Port Melbourne. What's it all about? The short version, it's a celebration of the best and no and low drinks uh, in the country. Um, for those who may know sort of our team, Revel, we also run Pinot Palooza and Mole Cheese Festival, where, which is all about celebrating great small artists and producers, and that's exactly what we're doing here at Piccolo. It's the, as you said, the, the no and low drinks category is literally it's been going crazy uh, over the last few years. And the broad range uh, of, of drinks available has, has li- literally never been better. And what we really love to do is say, if you're thinking about it, and if you think that these aren't as good as uh, drinks that do have alcohol, these are great fantastic delicious drinks that just happen to not have alcohol if you know what i mean so whether it be beer spirits um wine or other types of drinks there's there's something there for everybody and it's that chance to do it in one place now stupid question yeah what's changed is it the chicken or the egg did people stop (laughs) drinking and so these products popped up as a result or did it become easier to slow down on booze when when there sort of were some better alternatives finally available I think it's a bit of both, to be honest, Kate. Like, I think uh, as, especially in terms of, and this has really been driven by a lot of sort of younger audiences um, uh, coming through and not necessarily drinking as much, but also wanting to still have social occasions that aren't necessarily uh, involve drinking alcohol, which we all, well, we've got a long history of drinking in this country. Um, But I think it's also having the ability to have the same experience just without alcohol. So, yeah. I mean, zero alcohol beer is is pretty phenomenal. And, and I, I've been drinking a lot more of it, obviously researching this event, but my brain still thinks I'm having a beer because yes. it tastes exactly like a beer with alcohol, just without all the other bits and pieces that go with it. And I think same with the spirits as well, uh, that these are, you're up, and this is why we've actually done uh, a cocktail competition with this. We've got six of the best bars in Melbourne with six of the best spirit brands in the country to and asking them to create six really of the best zero cocktails in the country and they're going to be serving them on the day we've got a cocktail comp and after tasting some of these like you'd have no idea that these didn't have alcohol they're delicious drinks on their own and i think that's the thing that we're seeing now is all these producers are looking to create a drink that's delicious and and it's not about taking something out it's about almost what you get back well, and it's, yeah, um, and, and it's funny, isn't it? Because we, you know, we, we clearly enjoy it. We enjoy those drinks. People enjoy a beer. They enjoy a cocktail. But there is that kind so of pressure. <laughs> but there's that pressure when you go out, even just to have something in your hand. You want to, you know, sit around, do what everybody else is doing, which yeah. have have a drink and have a chat. But if you don't want the booze, it it is really different now, isn't it? And I was going to say to you, yeah. who does it best? Because the blokes I know who drink things like Heaps Normal or Free Time, those alcohol-free yeah. beers, they say it really is impossible to tell. Yeah, you wouldn't know, and that's and that's the best thing about it is that, and, and that's what we want this festival to be all about. It's like if you're sober curious, come along. If you're doing Fed fast, come along. If you're someone who loves really delicious drinks mm. and going out to restaurants, come along. 
like this category and get your eye in. And that's the abilities we wanted. And this is what we do with our other events like Moles and Pinot Palooza, where you get to see a range of amazing different producers there in a very short period of time. Um, so you start to be familiar with these brands because um, there's a lot out there um, and, and, and helping and these type of events help you find your favourites. Um, you know, from spirits, I mean, four pillars there, Bandwagon, uh, Zero Out Gin, uh, Liars, um, you, you know, you know uh, uh, Banks Botanical. These are all really amazing uh, drinks. And then from the wine side, uh, which is my side, and look, to be honest, wine's, wine's pretty hard to do. It's a tough zero out. However... Yeah, however, I think the people at Brown Brothers and in particular Geeson are just nailing it. Like as a as a hardcore wine nerd, uh sommelier by trade, like the Geeson uh wines I've looked at um side by side and you'd you'd be hard pressed sometimes, especially with their uh Sauvignon Blanc, um, to pick that's got zero alcohol. Um, can I ask, is is it a tougher sell for the makers of the non-alcoholic spirits? Because price point really is an issue for people, isn't it? But, you know, do you think people understand, you know, the, the processes they're putting into it, how much it takes to make something yeah. that is so close to the real thing? It's a really good point, Kate. Like there's a, a, and, and this is part of the thing that um, really sparked my, my curiosity with these drinks is like, well, what goes into making them? And they actually can be quite technical. So, the, so... And that's why they, they set a certain price point. Um, and because they're sort of trying to take something out, like for wine, for example, you still got to make the wine and then you've got to take the alcohol out. So it's another process that goes with it. But but again, it is it is that curiosity and helping people understand what, what actually goes into making it. So we've got a range of talks um, throughout the day, uh, which is hosted by a good friend, uh, drinks writer, Mike Benny, um, where we'll be having panel discussions with some of the key makers from beer, wine side, uh, you know, beer, wine, and other drinks and spirits. So you can actually hear firsthand from the makers about what goes into this process because it is a detailed. It's like, how do you um, take out the alcohol, which adds a like a glycerol textural character mm. um, and also drives some flavor in some parts of it but then how do you sort of add it back in and create something that is of similar ilk and you know i, I don't know if you've had i use the example of um uh, have you been have you eaten at uh, smith and daughters yes um, I have. Shannon Martinez yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. her food's amazing yeah and it just happens to be vegan like and i think that's like when i eat at her restaurant my brain goes you're having a chicken schnitzel I'm not having chicken yeah. um, and I have a heaps normal beer and I go, oh, I'm, Oh, hang on. I'm having a beer. My brain literally gives me a serotonin kick going, you're having a beer. This is great. And I'm like, well, there's no alcohol. And so it is. I, I, I find that really curious how, how we're sort of, how our brains are sort of, uh, you know, programmed to think that we're having an alcohol beverage, but we're not. It's, it's, I find that really curious and interesting. Yeah. And I think or maybe I'm a bit nerdy. <laughs> I feel like I feel like also interesting to point out, you know, the way that people do it. It's not just about going and exploring because you want to give up alcohol forever, full stop. Oh. You know, my other half will go out to, you know, a barbecue or something and he might take four normal beers and four non-alcoholic ones and he, yeah. he'll just alternate, you know, because he's like, I don't, I don't want to be hungover. I don't want to, you know, not feel great. Yeah. I don't want to be too drunk. And it's a nice way to still feel like, you know, you're, you're getting the full Aussie Barbie experience without the headache. Mm. It totally. And you, it's still like I'm, I call myself a bit of a flavour junkie. Um, you know, like I, I, want, I want to drink all food to be delicious first. Um, and if it happens to have alcohol or not, 
then that's sort of the, yeah. the second part. And if you can do it without alcohol, even better. It means I can have more of it. Yeah. <laughs> so we were preparing for the cocktail festival. Like, well, how many cocktails can we, you know, do you think people will have per person? We're like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Because like, there's no moderation. <laughs> no you limit. can have as many as you want. But yeah. there's no limit. Oh, is there, you know, can, can we drive to the event? Yes. Yeah. Um, no problem. <laughs> so yeah. there's, from an event producer point of view, it's, it's really interesting to do a lot of things uh, at this particular event that we wouldn't normally um, if there was alcohol involved because there was that element of making sure that everyone's okay. Yeah, responsibility. Um, and, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's really cool. We're really excited about it. Um, the, the group of producers we've got from – really is a you know sets a benchmark and it's, it's a snapshot and hopefully in the years uh as we'll, we'll grow as this category grows and interest grows so if somebody is curious just about delicious drinks like really come down and check it out you're going to meet some amazing uh producers and drinks and have a whole lot of fun doing it whether it's the cocktail comp or the talks or we've got a limbo competition you know how low can you go and all that sort of stuff uh you know heaps normal are talking about doing a beer shotgun competition now oh. normally that would terrify me but it's zero alcohol knock yourself out they can do it they get all the risk is in the limbo i can i can see it now dan sims founder of piccolo drinks festival it really does sound like a terrific way for people to explore what's out there in that rapidly expanding market we'll send people to piccolodrinks.com uh, to grab their ticks there were there are two sessions uh this saturday you can plan your day thank you so much for joining me today thanks so much Kay. Thanks, Dan. Stick around a bit longer. I still have a little bit to share in Eat, Drink, Do Melbourne on Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel for Easy Music 3M Poo. For lovers of easy music, it all adds up. DAB Plus is the innovation to your favourite station, Easy Music 3MP, where the music is nearer and clearer in stereo right across Melbourne. There is more 3MP to love by upgrading your radio to DAB Plus. Change the way you listen to 3MP. There is more to love on DAB+. Find out more at 3mp.com.au. Righto, there's just about enough time to share some tips now on all things Eat, Drink, Do Melbourne. So eat. Well, I've been on the edge of my seat waiting for this one. And finally, All Saints Estate has opened the door to Kin, its brand new flagship restaurant. It's part of a huge redevelopment that saw their new cellar door launch late last year. And it's just another reason why you really do need to explore the Rutherglen wine region. Not surprisingly, the Brown family say that Kin celebrates estate wines and, of course, produce from the region and from the estate itself. You can expect dishes like confit oxheart tomato with saltbush or rainbow trout with smoked chilli and dill. You can check out the full menu and plan your visit at allsaintswine.com.au. Now, a little closer to the city, Brunswick's Old Palm Liquor is paying homage to head chef Elmay Jordan's South African heritage with a weekly Sunday fish braai menu. We're talking six hit dishes for your Sunday Arvo seafood feast. Things like coal-baked oysters with bacon jam, steamed black mussels with Cape Malay spice and cream and a stunning wood-fired whole flathead with fermented chilli butter and triple cooked chips. It's a hundred bucks a head for a generous set menu. And you can also do some, uh, or you can drink booze on the side, I think. Check out oldpalmliquor.com for some more info. 
And drink, drink Melbourne. Well, how about trying a local gin that's been making waves on the awards circuit? Travelling While Standing Still, it's a long name, is the brainchild of Jackie Henshaw and Keith Smith. They're a creative couple from Melbourne who I guess were inspired by the natural and wild beauty of the Australian coast. So they made this gin infused with sea spray, salt bush and desert lime as a result. You'll find it at good bottle shops or you can have a look at travellingwhilestandingstill.com. And finally, do... Well, do make sure you check out the full program for the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival as soon as possible because the best events sell out quick and some already have, I checked today. Be warned, it is a huge program, so it is easy to get overwhelmed. From a long Friday lunch at Armadale Butcher, Victor Churchill, a gin dinner at the Estelle in Northcote, there's a celebration of Filipino cuisine, culture and community at the Mission to Seafarers, or I'm interested in a series of walking tours around the western suburbs' tastiest venues. There's plenty to choose from at every price point. So check out melbournefoodandwine.com.au. And that's it for this episode. I'd love to hear from you anytime with any suggestions for Eat, Drink, Do Melbourne. Just email relish at 3mp.com.au. This has been the Relish Podcast, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel for easy music. 3MP. You've been listening to the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson.